Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A member of the world's most famous family took a ride on the Staten Island Ferry and threw her support behind one of the borough's esteemed cultural institutions and the Staten Island Advance was on the scene with the exclusive. In Strathcation will remain important. The story that goes with lighthouses and how we got here is just as important. And your museum has made an astonishing impact in telling that story. So she goes person to person, you know, put her hand out, shaking every single person's hands, making conversation with them, laughing a little bit. It was like, I think that is what put everyone also at ease because there's this very intelligent, proper person who is just so important. And having her be so personable really did. It's like, like breath out. Welcome to the Staten Island Advances from the Scene, a podcast bringing you an inside look at the biggest stories on Staten Island with the reporters who cover them. I'm your host, Eric Bascom, and this week I'm joined by Staten Island Advance reporter and social media specialist Lauren Lavallo to discuss her exclusive story on Princess Anne of the British Royal Family visiting Staten Island's National Lighthouse Museum. Thanks for joining me today, Lauren. I've been trying to figure out ways to get you back on the podcast recently, and this seemed like the perfect story for it. So, you know, the first time that we had you on, you were talking about kind of adjusting to your new role on the social media team. So I was just kind of curious how that's been going for you and if you're feeling a little bit more comfortable now. Yeah, totally. Uh, First of all, thanks for having me. This is great. I can't wait to talk about uh, Princess Anne's visit. Social media has been going pretty all right. Having a good time, you know. It's always fun interacting with with the people of Staten Island, Facebook and and Instagram. And, you know, we're doing TikTok. um, Mm -hmm. And we're trying to grow our audience still. So it's been a good time, though. I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm glad. I'm glad. So, you know, I have you on today to talk about Princess Anne visiting Staten Island. But before we kind of dig into the story, for those of us who aren't exactly familiar with the royal family, can you tell us a little bit about who Princess Anne is? Because to be honest with you, I, I honestly did not know until <laughs> I read your story. Princess Anne is the uh, second child of the late Queen Elizabeth, and she's her only daughter. And she actually has this title called Princess Royal which is bestowed or awarded upon, or awarded to, I should say, or the eldest daughter of the reigning monarch. Now, I'm sure if somebody's listening, they're probably gonna be like, uh, no, that's not right. But (laughs) what I believe it is, is, so Princess Anne has this title. She's the only one who can hold that title at any one time. So like, if, if and when Princess William becomes king, Princess Royal will still have that, Anne will still have that title until she passes away, in which case William can bestow it upon his daughter. But yeah, so she's incredibly philanthropic. She's been in involved with charities, organizations, causes for decades. And she's probably the most well-known royal in terms of how apparently nice she is. And I can now <laughs> testify, she's very personable and very sweet. 
That's great. And yeah, we're going to get to some of that in your experience with her. Now that we've got kind of a baseline understanding of, of who Anne is, let's talk about why she came to visit Staten Island. So apparently she is known as a revered champion of sorts for the international lighthouse community. Can you tell us a little bit about her previous work and, and then how that kind of eventually led her to Staten Island and to the National Lighthouse Museum in St. George? Sure, yeah. So she she's gotten a reputation now for being involved in helping to preserve these historic relics around the world, especially in Scotland, you know, it being the UK. I swear to God, my grandmother had told me very recently that Princess Anna loves lighthouses and my grandmother loves lighthouses. My mom loves lighthouses. I'm also I mean, a big I, fan. We go up to Maine. Yeah. They, they are cool. I was, I was cracking jokes, but they're pretty cool. Yeah. So she, so my grandmother happened to like drop that knowledge, which to me at the time was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Thanks mama. Um, and then imagine my surprise when it's like, now yeah, yeah. I, I've actually now get to learn like all this, but yeah, no. So she's so passionate about them and she actually tries to go out apparently as I've read about this or about her. She tries to go out and visit as many lighthouses as she can to check out their history, maybe take a photo, and to do what she can to save them because, you know, the significance is behind lighthouses. They saved sailors, you know what I mean? They, it was, is you know, when, when people would be coming in from sea, they could tell where the sea, like the shore was. And they're just, they're very valuable. But as it's been pointed out, people don't think about them. Right. You know what I mean? And so they're going to be lost to time which would suck. You know, these are these have been so, such important parts of our country, of other countries. And I guess she's just so passionate about about saving history, which I can appreciate. Yeah. And then how did that lead here? Because, uh, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize that the National Lighthouse Museum, like that's any, but it is literally the National Lighthouse the Museum here on National Staten Island, right? Lighthouse, yeah. So could you tell us a little bit more about the museum and, and how Anne got involved, how they reached out? Yeah. So... Linda Dianto, who's the executive director of the National Lighthouse Museum, which again, national. This is like the museum for the entire country is located in St. George, a seven minute walk from the ferry, wow. the Salon Ferry. So Linda, when Linda Dianto, who herself is a force, I, I mean, I have such an appreciation for this woman too, because she is credited with essentially saving the project of the, of the National Lighthouse Museum. When she found out that Princess Anne was a fan of lighthouses, she said she spoke with the board of trustees and said, you know what, we should write a letter. Let's write a letter to Buckingham Palace and see what Anne says. And she admits it was like a long shot, but it turns out that she she said uh, one day, you know, she was getting ready to take a shower and she gets this uh, phone call from like a no caller ID. And so she's like, of course, I'm not going to pick that up. No. Yeah. And she ends up letting the, the call go to voicemail. She says she gets out of the shower. She looks at her phone there's a message from Princess Anne's private secretary and wow. was like, oh yeah, she's into this. Let's talk a little bit. But this was back in, in you know, 2019, right before the world shut down. Right. So, so Princess Anne was supposed to be coming in 2020, obviously did not happen. She was supposed to be coming earlier this year because the, the reason why the National Lighthouse Museum wanted her was because they were launching this campaign the campaign for illuminating future generations they wanted her to be the honorary chair to help them launch this program so that program launched i believe january 12th she was supposed to be on Staten island january 12th for the launching for this. of the campaign and then a variant of covid you know kind of took new york down right. um, <laughs> as so, we've been familiar with oh god too familiar so yeah so they postponed it found out she can come you know october what was it october 4th mm -hmm. i think yeah and she, she was really willing to do it which is so huge the national lighthouse museum the people behind the museum are doing such good work themselves but 
without a little bit of help from people who can provide it. I mean, Princess Anne is a big figure. Yeah. She's a she's a huge figure in in the lighthouse community. Again, as I learned, <laughs> um, she's a huge figure in charities and organizations. In the fact that she would want to lend her time to Staten Island for this thing, that's beyond huge. That is, it's again, it's monumental. That's how I started my lead in the story. Monumental show show of support. And my God, Linda was over the moon. I'm sure. When, yeah. Imagine like inviting a, a freaking royal. And then they just show up. And then they yeah. show up. They actually follow through on their word. Not because again, this was three years in the making. Three years. And she she stuck to her word and was like, yeah, I'm going to go to Staten Island. Wow. It's really commendable. And, you know, like you were just saying, you know, it's not every day that you get the backing of the royal family <laughs> on a on a, it's kind of like a local cultural institution here. Yeah. So I'm curious what the, the museum officials and, and local electeds who are on the scene, what did they have to say about kind of the, the significance of Princess Anne showing the support and how that can kind of help the museum in its new campaign? They were thrilled. I mean, it's like, Obviously. like full stop. They were beyond thrilled. They understand um, how important this moment was. They just, the buzz in the room, because, you know, the way that the visit went was Princess Anne, she came to the National Lighthouse Museum to check out what they're doing, what they have, their plans for the future, because there is a very bright future for this museum. And then, you know, we rode the ferry, went to the, a luncheon in Manhattan. The entire time people were just buzzing buzzing in and I think kind of they just like couldn't believe that this was happening that this again this literal royal person was mm -hmm. throwing her support behind something that's been so meaningful to them that has been in the works since oh god like 98 I think 97 98 mm -hmm. everyone was so grateful and and which is like really really cool you know what I mean like everyone Getting to talk with everyone and see how excited they were and how meaningful this was, uh, it was really fantastic. It seems like the story was kept uh, under wraps <laughs> pretty much until the day that it happened. I mean, I had no idea it was happening. I know we're not as in close contact anymore because we're not all in the newsroom on the same sure. days or whatever. But I, I didn't even know that this was a thing until I saw your article <laughs> pop up on the website. So I'm curious uh, for you, how when you found out about this story, like how recently was it that you learned you were going to be covering it? And, and what was kind of your reaction when you when you found sure, out sure. that you had gotten the, the task? Yeah. So I'll start with her name is Danielle Mann. She's I believe she I believe she said she was a administrative assistant and and did a lot of like special projects and events and stuff like that coordinating. Mm -hmm. She told me when at the event at at the luncheon they had to get the word out without getting the word out. Right. And they did a great job. You got to make people that. send like an NDA <laughs> when you give them the press advisory. Yeah, I have I have no idea. So I found out. I want to say I found out either Thursday afternoon or Friday that it was a possibility of this happening. Yeah, so, so less than a week. So, yes. Yeah. Very, yeah. So our boss, Gail, mm -hmm. had come up to me. I was at my standing desk over there, and she said, hey, I have an assignment. You know, you could say yes, no, if you if you want to take it. If this is interesting to you, just let me know. And I was like, okay. Like, I mean, I'm not right. ever going to tell her no. I know. It's but... hard to say no to the bosses on those kinds <laughs> yeah, of things. Yeah, and she knows. Like, I would literally do whatever she wanted anyway. <laughs> um, so... She asked me, and I was like, well, what's the assignment? She says, well, we've heard that Princess Anne could be coming to Staten Island. And at first, I was like, you, you're like, come on. Like, that's not <laughs> Pull real. Pulling my leg here. Yeah, I was like, that's, come on. And then she's like, no, it's it's like true. It's, you know, this is going to be happening, and she's going to be going to the National Lighthouse Museum. Of course, my first question is, 
well, why? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't like, but I, yeah. I think it was like me being like, this is just, it just outside also of my scope. Weird. Yeah, it's kind of like a Mad Libs of an assignment. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Princess Anne will be uh, riding the Staten Island <laughs> Ferry to the National Lighthouse Museum. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. So, you know, she said, we don't really have very many details. So what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to reach out to Linda Dianto, the executive director of the museum, and, and ask her, you know, what are what's going on? Can we come? Can we bring a photographer? You know, see what she says. So I got her email. I emailed Linda, who's very nice, very uh, receptive. But she did mention, you know, we're like no press is going to be there. So you guys can come, but like really like no press is going to be there. So like... Keep it low key. Kinda. Keep it low key, yeah, because it's also a safety thing. You know what I mean? Of like, course, yeah. Having a, the Princess Royal come, um, it just, they didn't want to get the word out prematurely in case something mm -hmm. happened. And also, again, security, safety, because going from, you know, St. George and then going onto the ferry, and it was it, it was not a lockdown ferry. Like, people, this was yeah, like no, a, a regular very, ferry. I thought it was, what, noon, right? Yeah, you it was a 12 p.m. Yeah. yeah, 12 p.m. Sandy Ground Boat. So yeah, so I, I was talking with Linda and, and the more I heard about it, I was like, this quite literally is once in a lifetime. Absolutely. And I I could not turn this down. So Linda was able to give Jason and myself a couple of protocol to follow and was just like, you know what, get there at this time. Make sure you're bringing ID, make sure, you know, you're dressed appropriately because this is, it's royalty, right. you know what I mean? It's not just any other assignment. In my opinion, the National Lighthouse Museum did a phenomenal job in laying everything out, the visit. Yeah, so this that's kind of how it came to be. It was very quick, a very quick, like, okay, you want to do this? Yes, you can do this assignment. Yes, you can be there. All right, like, buckle up, let's go. We'll be right back. The Mayor of Maple Avenue is a powerful multi-part podcast about Sean Sinisey, a victim of former Penn State football coach Jerry Sandusky, who was arrested 10 years ago for numerous child sexual abuse charges. The podcast series is written and hosted by Pulitzer Prize winning reporter Sarah Ganim, who takes listeners into the world of addiction rehabilitation, where society can be quick to celebrate the consequences for abusers while not addressing the needs of their victims. Subscribe now to the Mayor of Maple Avenue wherever you get your podcasts. That's awesome. And yeah. so you mentioned you and uh, our actually our podcast producer, right. Jason Patteron, who in addition <laughs> to his work on the podcast with us is also a photographer and videographer for our a site. Fantastic one. At fantastic. That. Yeah. I think brilliant is how we're going to go with. Oh, uh, yeah. So you guys were able to, to go there to join the princess yes. on her visit to the museum. And being the only media in attendance has got to be so cool. Um, but I was wondering if you can just kind of paint the picture of the scene for us. Yeah. What, what was her arrival like? How did she interact with the people? What did she do while she was there? At the actual museum, they were capped at the number of people that they could have in, in their building. And so when we got there, there was the captain of the Coast Guard, I believe, a bunch of politicians. We had the borough president, we have the DA, we had the board of trustees. Everyone's just kind of like walking around, it's buzzing. Princess Anne comes at 11 a.m. We're all in our little spots. She's greeted by Linda, by Captain Joseph, who is the president of the National Lighthouse Museum, and then by Borough President Fasella and DA uh, McMahon. They all kind of like chat a little bit with her. You could hear a pin drop. <laughs> it was dead silent at first. 
Because it's like, what do you do? What do you say? You know what I mean? Right. Like, I just was like in my in my little corner. Like, um, I'm just like going to be out of the way. But yeah, so she goes person to person. Shake, you know, you don't put your hand out. She wait for her to put of her course, hand out. Of course, yeah. You know, put her hand out, shaking every single person's hands, making conversation with them, laughing a little bit. It was like, I think that is what put everyone also at ease. Yeah. Because there's this very intelligent proper person who is just so important like she really is like regardless of how like people feel about like royals or mm -hmm. whatever else like she is a very important figure and having her be so personable really did it's like like breath out yeah so, kind of settles things down yeah so she went around she was shaking everybody's hand speaking with everybody as because everyone was kind of in like a like a semicircle one of the curators at the museum, Amanda, who gave her a little tour of what they have at the museum. And she kind of went around and they had at that time a little exhibit called Lighthouses of Great Britain. Oh, wow. Fitting, yeah. Appropriate. A very appropriate. The architects behind the building of this National Lighthouse Museum on the site, you know, in, in buildings 11 and 10, he was there and he's a fantastic guy as well. He kind of gave her the rundown of where, where they started with the museum what their plans are for the future, how bright the future is. And she, you know, took that in, which is really cool. We They had the historian uh, named Wade. He gave a history of the site itself. Yeah, and then she kind of came around again, took her time meeting everyone. And she's, I mean, we saw the itinerary. She's a very punctual person. And, like everything was timed I out to five. That. Me yeah. too, yeah. <laughs> everything was timed up to the five, like five minute mark. But that being said, shh, to me, it never seemed rushed. So, you know, we did this thing, but we had to catch that 12 p.m. boat. Mm -hmm. So probably around like 11.40, 11.45, she takes her private car, because I guess one of the protocols was that she had to be the first on the boat. That and, makes sense. And then like the last off. So that she's not loading in with yeah. the masses. <laughs> yeah, so she, uh, so you know, we walk over to the ferry boat, we get on through security onto the bottom of the boat, and then she went right up to the pilot house to kind of do it, which was incredible too, because I'm sure as you probably read too, this was almost 65 years to the day mm -hmm. that her parents, again, Queen Elizabeth and uh, Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, rode the Sat Island Ferry. They rode it in like, I think it was like October like 21st or 25th or whatever it was. This was October 4th. Wow, so that's she, a really cool that's, full circle, you know? Yeah, and like, I don't know if she realized that. I don't know if anyone told her that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, that was, that would, I mean, it's very cool. That was the first royal visit since 57, which was also, I think, kind of unexpected too. Yeah, I did not realize that. And you were the one to cover it. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah, dude, it was, it was awesome. So yeah, so we take the ferry over and again, full of, the boat is full of passengers who have no clue. Right, of course. No clue. So we're all dressed very nicely at the front <laughs> of the boat and we're with DOT people mm -hmm. who are kind of giving us the rundown a little bit, but you know, you had police boats next to us, which I think some people kind of saw. Jason, I know, was the first one to notice. I didn't notice at first. And he's like, oh yeah, there's, look over there. And then, you know, go, go by the Statue of Liberty and then there's a fire boat that's doing the waterworks. Oh, I love that. I love it too. Those are so fun. I love it too. So it's hilarious to me because there are people on the ferry boat. There's a lot of tourists. Just getting too. like a free show. They were loving it. Yeah, of course. They, were they have no it. idea what's they going had on. No clue. Like, does this happen every day? <laughs> yeah. So they're like, so you see, there's a lot of people who are just like taking videos, taking photos, having a grand time. And by the way, this entire day it was 
awful weather. <laughs> it was like it. Well, I mean, it was like it was we London weather. It was yeah. drizzle, dreary. But these people are out on like the deck again. It's the sandy ground, so we have the beautiful decks that you can look out, and they're having the time of their lives, not understanding who's above them in the pilot house. So we get off the boat. We wait for everyone to get off the boat. Then we get off the boat. We go right downstairs, and then she comes strolling off, off in the bottom, and then. I mean, it's crazy because, like, of course, she is like she is a normal normal person, but like, is she really a normal person? You know what I mean? Like, like, like Hard any other, know. yeah, like any other person, she just you know takes the lead and and walks us over to the to the um, where the luncheon was being held, which was at the view at Bar Battery Park, and you just have people passing her, and there's a gr group of us, no fanfare, nothing. It was the low profile, low key, and I think I want to say I saw one person who kind of did a double take. Because yeah. I think, because she's like, also, I, think I recognize you, she, but I'm not sure where. <laughs> she is the kind of person who, when you look at her, you're like, you look important. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> you're like, I can't place you, but I think I know you. And I know it was uh, a luncheon to support the museum's campaign yes. that we had talked about, uh, talked about the illuminating future generations. So, can you tell us a little bit about what went on at the luncheon and, and kind of also just what the objectives of this campaign is, what the sure. National Lighthouse Museum is trying to do? Absolutely. So, yeah, the uh, in the luncheon, she has a minute to herself. I think she, I believe she ate something and then comes out and we had groups. I think there there must have been between 100 and 125 people there. Again, I have no idea how the word did not get out about this. Yes, yeah, so she comes out and she begins greeting everybody. Same thing that she did over in the National Lighthouse Museum. But now it's over here with a ton more people. Still shaking hands? Still shaking hands. I would have just expected like a royal wave, you know? I, that's, I thought by. so too. I, was I would like, have been a little disappointed if I didn't get it, to be honest. <laughs> these, these people, you know, these royals, you think that they're so, it's like unattainable. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like, you can't approach them. And like, to be clear, there was protocol that we were eventually told by her security guards, who by the way, were awesome. Lovely to speak with um, and, and very calm and non-aggressive, but in a way that you're like, oh, you will mess you will, me up right, if I right. do anything. But yeah, no, so she, you know, is walking around shaking people's hands, asking them questions about themselves or, or whatever. And I'm just like standing there in awe that she has the capacity to do this with people she has never met before. Mm -hmm. But I guess it's the common love of something that that brought them together. I did get to meet her and I was not at all nervous. Really? Right up until. Well, that's what I was right. gonna, I was gonna <laughs> ask that question as well because you know, and we are professionals, right? And try so, to be. But, but still we'd be lying <laughs> if we didn't get a little bit starstruck sure. or at least a little nervous when we see some of these big celebrities, right? So I was, I was curious kind of what that was like for you. If you were nervous leading up, if you were nervous in the moment, it sounds like it, you were okay and then you weren't or yeah, how was it? I was, I was okay. And because there was like the will I or won't I aspect of it. Because yeah. like I was like, I could meet her, I guess. And like Linda was like, we'll get you to meet her. And I was like, at the same time, like, I don't really know. And then it happened. And I was like, Ugh. I was just in the UK in August. And I could have brought up any of that. My brain just froze. Thank God. I want to I want to have a shout out to Peter Lissy. He's on the, he's on the board of trustees. He was right there, made conversation kind of on, on my behalf and, you know, whatever. But I will also say that Princess Anne is much taller than I thought she'd be. Oh, really? So she was in heels. I, I'm, I'm like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, yeah. She was right up here with me. Oh, wow. So, like, I don't... I mean, I also felt like a very small person <laughs> just being in, in the presence of her. Right, but, yeah, you're um, just, like, scrunched yeah. over a little bit. <laughs> but it was... Uh, but she was lovely. Let me tell you, the softest gloves I've ever 
had well, the pleasure of like shaking somebody's hands with. Like I'm sure they cost like oh those were supple as hell like two hundred thousand. Oh, it's amazing. But I mean, she, she, it's it's funny too. Again, going back to the fact that there are these people who have this kind of power. It's the same thing of when the Staten Island old the old courthouse in Stapleton when the, the there was a film that came uh, mm-hmm. in the earlier part of this year uh, Brooke Shields was there Brandon Ruth from Superman like all these like big time actors come mm-hmm. in to this dilapidated courthouse and you know this film shoots here that producers decided to choose to film at they might not understand this that means so much to Staten Island because it helps put Staten Island in a positive light that there are reasons there are a lot of reasons to come here but reasons to also like help conserve these things and yeah. revamp these things. I I do wonder if Princess Anne realized how how impactful her coming here would be. And her speech was fantastic. The ace navigation will remain important. The story that goes with lighthouses and how we got here is just as important. And your museum has made an astonishing impact in telling that story but with the right partnerships that understand the value of what you can do, not just in telling a story, but for the local community and for education in all its forms, just to engage with young people, to get them to look slightly further afield, uh, increase their perspective of the globe. This is a really good place to start. You know, she talked about why it's important for the younger generations to understand why lighthouses were so important the campaign for illuminating future generations, it's all about raising funds for the national, again, national museum, which I want to also throw in when it was chosen to be the national, the site was chosen to be the national lighthouse museum. They were chosen unanimously from sites in like new London, Connecticut and Maine. Maine is so well known. I was just going to say that's where I would have assumed that it would be. (laughs) Yeah. So her accepting you know, not only the invitation, but honorary chair of this campaign to raise funds to enhance the museum for expansion and to really get the the word out. Like, it was so important and what a fantastic person to to come to little old Staten Island to this, like, museum that's trying its best, which will be a very great museum, which is a very great, great museum. It just was fantastic. Another cool thing that I wanted to talk to you about was that, you know, given that we had the exclusive on this story and mm-hmm. people kind of all around the world seem to care about the royal family, <laughs> I, I saw that the article got picked up by other major news outlets, not just in the U.S., but in other countries as well. So I was wondering what it's like to kind of be the first person to write a story that ends up being seen by millions of people all over the world. I mean, it's got to be a pretty <laughs> cool feeling, I would imagine. Yeah, that is, I can honestly say that's never happened to me before, ever. I've never been... Because my beat, I mean, I do, I will do breaking news. I will do crime. I'll mm-hmm. do honestly anything that anyone asks me to do because I li- like doing it so much. But m- my beat is arts and culture and whatever else. So like I'm never the first, oh, minus that Staten Island courthouse story with Out of Order, yeah. the movie Out of Order. I'm never the first to break anything. So I thought in my head potentially that this could go big because again, we're the exclusive. We knew that no one was going to be there. I didn't know how big. And then I... <laughs> I was getting messages from my friends. All of my friends know I work, you know, Staten Island Advance, SLI.com. Yeah. Getting these messages from my friends being like, oh my God, did you see Princess Anne was on Staten Island and she rode the Staten Island Ferry? And I was like, 
I was there. Yes. I'll be like, can you click the then, link? My friends do that all the time. They'll send me an article and be like, this is crazy. I'll be like, I wrote that article. The thing is, is that they were sending me articles from other publications oh. saying, did you know? And I was and like, everything, if we're not on a story, but you know, we normally credit back. Right. We normally credit yeah. back. Not everybody was crediting, like was linking the silive.com. Mm -hmm. So you know, we were the people who reported the speech of what she said. That's the only way that, that other people Yeah, those have quotes it. only exist yeah. because we put, like, because in, we on the them. internet because we placed them there. Exactly. So a lot of websites, and there's a lot of websites, which, again, it, I don't think it's really truly hit me fully. I was going to say, toot your own horn a little bit. Where, <laughs> where was it shared? What websites? I mean, I've about? seen, uh, it was USA Today. I've seen New York Post. I've seen Guardian. I think Independent Daily Mail uh, from across the pond. Mm -hmm. And then we had, I think, maybe Vogue or Variety. It's an honor, and it's, it's so neat. I just, like, if you ever... Where's my camera? Right there. Yeah. If you ever write a story and you're aggregating off of some other post, please, please, please make sure that you're linking back. Link back to the original post so that that person can get credit. Yes. That's important. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, like we had the exclusive and right. then people like, I don't know. That's just something that, again, I've never really had to deal with. <laughs> but yeah, so, but it was, it was really cool. And actually it happened in my own family where my grandparents are like big Yahoo News people. <laughs> and my grandfather had texted me the link yeah, and was yeah. like freaking out. And I was like, yeah, Poppy, if you click on the blue link, it's going to take you to my story, which is what they're right. writing off of. Which is better. Yeah. And also I can get the clicks. <laughs> yeah, but it was cool. It was, it's, it's, it would be cool if that, if I could do stories like that again, meaningful, impactful stories. I mean, I don't think I'll ever meet a royal again. Knock on wood. I never know. But it's still cool to, to write a story that resonates on, on, in this case, like a global scale. Yeah. For us, it's usually cool if the whole, it resonates with the island yeah. and everybody's, or yeah. even the city <laughs> and then the state. And now you're literally all across the globe with this story, which is so cool to me. But before we go, I was just hoping you could tell our listeners a little bit about what they can do to support the National Lighthouse Museum, whether that's some of the upcoming events that they have Absolutely. scheduled or where they can go just to donate money or to volunteer their time. Yeah, um, I'll give you the, the website right now. It's lighthousemuseum.org. You can donate to, to this campaign. Again, it's a campaign for illuminating future generations. You can definitely, I'm sure that they're always looking for volunteers to get into the museum. Again, it's such a quick walk. It's adjacent to the Staten Island Ferry. Mm -hmm. It's like a seven-minute walk. Visit them. I think, I mean, admission is, is minimal. And basically just show the support. These are Staten Islanders or people with ties to Staten Island who are doing such a good job with something that otherwise would have been lost to time. It would have been redeveloped. So yeah, I mean, emailing them, but checking out lighthousemuseum.org is probably the most important. And I just also want to say that for as cool as it was getting kind of global recognition on this happening, when I got an email from Linda telling me like, good, that's the only person I cared about. You know what I mean? Because you never, when you write a story that's important like this, at least in my opinion or in, in my head, the first thought goes to the people you're writing it for. Yeah, and, and you want to do it justice. And you want to and you'd want to do a good job because, again, we were the only people who were there. So we're the only ones who could report it, knowing that they were that they were cool with it. That's when I was like, OK, this is cool. They're a great museum. They have a great future. Once uh, we have uh, Paul, the architect who has plans, he's got them laid out. It's going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal space. They just need the community to continue to support them in any way. Going to their events, they have, I think the last boat ride is coming up in late later part of this month. 
They do have this the soup contest, which was postponed. I love a soup contest. Who doesn't, you know? Uh, especially like on a colder day in October. They have that coming up uh, this month that was postponed from earlier this month. I believe that's October 16th. They are a historical gem on Staten Island that deserves all the all the press. You know what I mean? Like in, in whatever they, we can do to help them achieve their goals, I think we should absolutely do it as a community and as a newspaper. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Lauren. You did a fantastic job on this story, <laughs> and it is always a pleasure having you on the podcast, and I hope we can do it again soon. Oh, hell yeah. Love it. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Staten Island Advances from the scene. If you like what you've heard, please make sure to rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and visit silive.com for the latest on all these stories and more. Thank you for supporting local journalism.